The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Hello Stop. Hello everyone, welcome to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show uh, I'm in. I am in the studio today. This is Demry Lachey. Um, Kwame is out right now, and so is Alex. Uh, Alex should be here very, very soon. And so today, Monday, July twenty-first. This it's a very, very great morning out in the valley this morning. Uh, the weather's really nice. It's about ninety-five right now. A little overcast and. Just to give you all a little update of what's going on over here in the valley. With the weather being so nice and warm, and I felt like it's a great Monday. Over the weekend, um, we had a the PGA Tour, one of the PGA Tours that Roy McIlroy uh, took over and finished what he started from Thursday. He had a great weekend, probably the best weekend in sports, I would say, overall. Uh, other news... That has happened that we will discuss today in the NBA world. The trade talks of Cleveland sending over Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett, their first-round draft picks in the back-to-back years, uh, discussions of sending them to Minnesota for Kevin Love to bring him to Cleveland to team up with LeBron and Kyrie Irving and new head coach Coach Bland, that's very interesting to me because it stands out as Cleveland, they really want to win now. And for them wanting to win now, they're going to bring in what LeBron wants. They already brought in some of the Miami players, old players, I should say, this past offseason, or this past this offseason thus far, excuse me. And they brought in, you know, Mike Miller, likes of Mike Miller, James Jones, looking to acquire... Ray Allen as well, which is very interesting. And now the real talks are really picking up between Cleveland and Minnesota with dealing Kevin Love over to Cleveland for Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett. I do agree with Dan Gilbert, Cleveland's GM slash owner. He wants to win now. And in order for him to win now, LeBron James, he signed that two-year deal, one-year um, player option. So next year he can opt out again, like what he did with Miami. So bringing in Kevin Love, you know, that should keep him around. That should motivate him to stay a bit longer. Kyrie Irving signing his extension deal in Cleveland. And so with them wanting to win now, you never really seen that attitude attitude 
from Dan Gilbert or any Cleveland moves that they made before prior to LeBron leaving to South Beach to Miami. It's pretty nice to see them going to get aggressive and having time for them to win now. LeBron James, he he's he's wanting to bring Cleveland a ring. Probably in the next few years. Because with that short option, he's looking to sign a max deal, so he wants a max team that he can surround himself around to build around Cleveland. And the first move that they will have to make is to get Kevin Love for LeBron to stay in Cleveland, in my opinion. Other moves that have been made, uh, sticking with the Cavs, is they signed their number one draft pick, overall draft pick, Andrew Wiggins. Now with him signed, they are able to do a trade and deal with Minnesota now. Now that Mr. Andrew Wiggins has signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's able to be traded now with the trade rights going towards Minnesota, which is very exciting. Um, Minnesota, you know, they won't, they can't back down from this because they're getting the number one overall pick. I know they had talks before with Golden State and bringing in a guy uh, with Clay Thompson being the headline player and other players from Golden State's roster, which really didn't matter because the head person that they were going to look at anyway was Clay Thompson. So, therefore, with him coming, with you can't really trust him being a star player coming into Minnesota's situation because they need someone to stick out next to Rubio and a big-time baller and someone to fill Kevin Love's position. Whereas you can go to to the talks of Cleveland like they have and you can build a team around Andrew Wiggins. You got a number one young, raw talent overall pick coming to the Coming into the likes of the Timberwolves situation, which they need some light because they've been in the dark days ever since KG departure from Minnesota. So with them hopefully receiving Andrew Wiggins, if the trade talks go all the way through, it'll be very exciting. Minnesota fans will not, they, they can't, if I was there, I would open up with Andrew Wiggins with open arms. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong. I, I don't really see the big, let off because you were going to rely on another power forward and Kevin Love to bring you a championship or at least to the playoffs. You might as well just restart, re- rebuild your team, build your team around the likes of Andrew Wiggins. Anthony Bennett, you know, he's, he's been playing good ball here in the summer league. I mean, I guess you could say better ball from what he pretended to do last season during the regular season, but he's been playing great ball. So you got to, and he's still raw and still young himself. So that's two number one overall draft picks that you will be receiving, plus other draft picks in the trade talks. So why not go for it? Close the deal. Let Kevin Love go try to get his ring with LeBron James and the Cavaliers. Let him go. He's, you know, he's ready to go. He's not bringing no leadership towards Minnesota saying, hey, he has came out and said one time, y'all, I'm staying here. I want to do this here. I want to do this on my own. Or bring me in, bring me in some help. You've never said that thus far, so let him go. If he wants to go, he can go ahead and leave. 
I don't see what difference. You're not going to play him. What you're only going to see him twice a year. So let him go. He's not going to cause any damage with him moving. It even saves more money for the Timberwolves to deal with. I don't see why the trigger hasn't been pulled yet. I, I, I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't know what's holding. I just don't understand what's holding the Timberwolves back from this decision. To me, it's an easy decision for both parties. Kevin Love, he'll be happy with his party. Cleveland Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert would be really, really safe in LeBron's eyes. Even better if he can bring in a talent like Kevin, raw talent like Kevin Love. So all parties will be happy in the end if this deal really goes through and goes down. Another speculation that was going on along the weekend was the likes of Kyrie Irving. Ever since the deal has happened, he came out and said, yeah, thanks, LeBron. Welcome to Cleveland. Welcome back. But no talks has really been said. You know, he's really been kind of low-key about how the way he been, how he felt about the deal. How you feel about sharing the ball with LeBron James now? But now he finally came out this past weekend at an event. He had a little camp to work at, and he came out and just, just mentioned, you know, it's, it's a great feeling that LeBron is coming here. Um... I feel like he can play with with the likes of LeBron being a being a star talent still along with LeBron still young still raw still learning the concept of being a great point guard being a winning point guard LeBron can help him proceed this because LeBron that's all he's going to produce is winning you're going to get 50 plus wins a season a regular season you're gonna you can play you can get so much better with playing through LeBron and having Kyrie out on the wing. If not, Kyrie can get better with ball penetration. You can trust Kyrie with the ball more where LeBron can just stay off on the wing side and let Kyrie do his thing like he always does, like he usually does since he came into the NBA himself. So with that being said, with Kyrie being a happy man and LeBron, I guess you could say almost a happy man. I guess he's what one Ray Allen, one Kevin Love away from saying that he made a probably one of the great, the greatest decision he's ever came across of his NBA career thus far. This is very exciting time with the NBA and all. These free agents, you know, it's that time where they're actually really signing. Finally, some movement. It was a dead spot. Shoot, just about a week ago, you know, with Carmelo not knowing LeBron, the only one that made it move. Now D-Wade has signed back with the Heat. Of course, we all know Chris Bosh. But the other moves haven't happened to happen, you know, with the Lance Stevenson signing with Charlotte, which I think, He's really putting himself out there, putting himself really raw out there because he could have made a great home there in Indiana. But I'm not mad at the brother. He wants to get paid, so let him go get paid. And he's still playing under a great owner, a great president, and Michael Jordan. You can't be mad at that. You go from Larry Bird to Michael Jordan. Hopefully he matures 
himself better on the court than what he's presented in the past. Other news with the NBA, I mean, you know, the Lakers, they've really been disappointed with their talks of of their free agency, and it's very disappointing, I guess you could say, in the Laker nation, Laker fans' eyes. Kobe's happy with the decision. We're going to come back and, you know, we're going to discuss after break, we're going to discuss about Kobe's decision and how he feels about the Lakers. Also, uh, the greatest time, I guess you could say, with football fans around, camp is on its way for college football. They start early August, and for the NFL, they start next week. We're going to come back and discuss what's going to be happening around the NFL camps and preparing for the upcoming season. This is Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Radio. We're going to take a break, short break here. We'll be right back. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. I am in studio. This is Demery Lachey. I you can follow me on my LinkedIn account. Uh, first name Demery, last name Lachey. I don't have my Twitter up right now, nor Facebook, nor Instagram. I just don't do. I'm not really into the whole social media aspect of life right now. Uh, I was when I was a younger college student, just about a few years ago, but. You know, I just feel like social media gets in the way in a lot of things. I mean, people say they open up a lot of opportunity for you, but for me, it's, I'd rather have put it away for a time being, but I will be getting back my Twitter here soon. So be looking out for that. 
other news going along with the NBA, the Lakers, the L.A. Lakers, you could almost say America's team with the basketball. They have been really disappointed in their move making this this far this offseason. The reason I'm going to say this is because they were looked upon to, to land Carmelo Anthony in L.A. To bring him in with Kobe Bryant and along with grabbing other talent like they usually do around the NBA and their free agency. That's how, they, that's how the Lakers are always built. Once they have a bad season, they would go into the offseason, make some moves, trade some guys in or either sign mega deal, mega superstar or stars, free agents. They did do some signing trades. They did bring in Jeremy Lin thus far this offseason. Now, they are very interested in grabbing this Carlos Boozer guy from Chicago, which I don't really, I don't, I don't really understand. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, I do understand. I understand he's a great offensive threat. Don't get me wrong, he's a beast in the post game. But other than that, I mean you you drafted a guy in Julius Randle who I believe is going to just is he's going to be probably the top 3 player coming out of this draft class when all said is done. He might even be rookie of the year this year. And to put Carlos Boozer just to mix his minutes in with Carlos Boozer because they play the same position, the power four position, that's just going to slow this kid down. And I think that kid, I think Julius Randle needs to play as soon as possible. He has the right head on his shoulders. Never got, never hearing about getting in trouble. Never hearing about situations with coaching. The McDonald's All American. This kid has a, he has a great head on his shoulders. He has leadership skills. He took that Kentucky team, put him on his back several times as a true freshman, which is very unheard of. But at the same time, I mean, this kid's raw. He's he's a beast in the post. He, it's hard for you to stop him going to his left. He does it a lot, but he's great at it. You can't stop it. So let this kid grow. I don't understand him growing together with – Kobe Bryant and the Jeremy Lin can get you through the season not saying that you're going to make the playoffs. I don't believe they're going to make the playoffs with the team they have right now. But with him developing in the post, you can definitely look and see that there will be a bright future in this kid to lock him up behind Carlos Boozer because Boozer, you're going to, they're going to have to start Carlos Boozer. He's not going to come off the bench. Not for the Lakers. So with him being behind, I get so with Julius Randle being behind Carlos Boozer, I, I I don't see it. Let this kid develop. Let this man let, let let this kid play. But it's very interesting because this will give Lakers way more options of trade options, whether it be draft picks or some role players, some key role players on key teams such as or deeper teams such as Indiana, Houston. Uh, and even San Antonio, if they bring in a guy like Boozer, he's very flexible to for I guess you they use purposes for you know trade options, trade bait. I guess you could say. I don't, I don't agree with it, but 
if they make it happen, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised because that's so far LA they're they're in a, almost in a desperate mode of trying to get their team back together to keep Kobe intact. Kobe says that he loved that he's so far like the offense the so far that he liked the movements that they made in free agency. I mean, plus this offseason with gaining Julius Randle and another kid in Jordan Clarkson, who I think is going to be a beast. He's a 6'6 point guard, point guard, shooting guard. I guess you could say a 6'6 point combo guard for the Lakers. He's a rookie coming in as a rookie as well. He dominated out there in the Vegas summer league camps and summer league games, I should say. And he played he, he played great ball. I can see him playing off Kobe Bryant as well. But I just they could have made better moves. It's L.A. You got to bring you got to keep that entitlement of where the Lakers we kill teams in the offseason. This is what we do. Free agency is nothing to us. Signing and trading is our forte. That's that is how we are built. But it's a very interesting situation over there in L.A. I hope it clears up because it, basketball is different without having the Lakers in the playoffs. Moving on to NCAA football. Camp is around the corner. Being a former Division One collegiate athlete myself, it's one of the greatest times, I think, of the summer right now. Because it's that time when summer workouts start to slow down. And camp is just around the corner. And camp is the hardest mental toughness, mental toughest thing that any collegiate football player would ever go through. It's exciting. It's just a few weeks away from, from day one, from game one, when that first kickoff with 60,000-plus fans it's a great time of the season. So with that going along, it was a, some media days this past weekend with the SEC finishing up their media day. And, with, and there were also several talks. One of the biggest talks that came out during the SEC media day was Steve Spurrier's comments. Now with him stating, you know, he... To me, the whole speculation was, was Steve Spurrier throwing shots at Nick Saban in the Alabama organization or the Alabama football, I should say, program in Nick Saban and Coach Nick Saban. I don't feel like he was throwing shots. I don't feel like Steve Spurrier was throwing shots at all. He was just kind of, to me, acknowledging like, hey, what you do, what you all do, how you all recruit over there in Alabama, it's the same way we recruit. We sell pitches, we sell dreams, and he was just acknowledging that Alabama is, and Coach Nick Saban does it the best out of all the coaches there in the SEC. He's to me, he was acknowledging he was, you know, tipping his hat off to yeah, you do it the best. So I don't really see it as him saying like comments came out as him, you know, are Alabama really paying their players? If they are, I mean, if Alabama's doing it, they're they're doing it at a, at a great cost. Nothing came out 
So with Nick Saban, the way he sells his program, I mean, he he does a tremendous job. And I think Steve Spurrier, Spurrier has tipped his hat off and said, yo, congrats. Like, you, you're doing it. You're doing it the right way. And he just tipped his hat off to him. So much in the media want to gain so much attention on, oh, yeah, he's paying all you know, these guys. Steve Spurrier knows what's going on. He's paying them out. No, like, they, these coaches, you know, they, they go and sell dreams to these big – I guess you could say high school superstars, and they bringing them into Alabama and feeding them so well. They feed them so well in there. You can't knock the man for what he does. I mean, they all, everybody has their, I guess you could say everybody does their dirt in recruiting, whether it's on a visit or coming to the parents' homes and selling dreams and whatnot. But Nick Saban does it the right, he's been doing it exceptionally well which is very exciting going along with Alabama Nick Saban's still not ready to dub who's the starting quarterback is going to be for the Crimson Tide this year um, I don't think it really matters because they're just going to run the ball anyway and play Alabama football and play off that great defense so whoever comes in plays quarterback for Alabama you just get ready to prepare to be either national champion or SEC champion. That's just how it is. Other news, my main man, Mr. Jameis, famous Jameis Winston, had his had their media day in the ACC conference, had their media day, and a lot of speculations was going on of how Jameis Winston was going to handle these questions. And I think he handled it fairly well. He know he made his mistakes. He came out and stated that several times, saying, "You know, I made mistakes. I grew up this past off season." And he kind of shied away, like you're supposed to do, from the media just nonsense questions, like that he doesn't need to answer. He's just he's ready to focus back on football, and I I think that's where he is greatly where he needs to be headed to put his mindset of just all right. It's football time. Camp is around the corner. You're no longer just that freshman guy on the team or the guy filling in the role to play quarterback. You're you're dubbed as, you know, you're the Heisman champion coming back to college football. You're the face, I guess you could say, of college football right now and player-wise. Now that Johnny Menzel has gone off to the NFL, now it's all, everything is the target that's on Jameis Winston's back. And I think we're going to see a more mature Jameis Winston through the media, through on on the field, off the field antics, and he, you know, he came out and said it himself several times that, you know, he's ready to mature. They do have a pretty pretty tough schedule, I guess you could say. Their non conference schedule is not that it's it's a bit shaky, I, I guess you could say. But you know, he's preparing for another national championship, like you're supposed to. And I'm proud of, you know, how far he came, even though he made some silly mistakes with the crab leg deal and some of the other deals that he's done thus far in the past few months. But I think he's came a long way, and I'm excited to see where he's going to take these Seminoles this season. Coming up, we're going to talk about Roy McIlroy dominating this past weekend. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk radio show. I'm sitting in the studio today. I'm hosting it right now today, Monday, July 21st. is Demry Lachey. Uh, Kwame is out of town as usual. That man stays on the road. He stays busy. I salute that. Tip my hat off to him. He's a busy man. Uh, but he shall be back in studio this week. Hopefully tomorrow, if not, then definitely by Thursday. Alex Clancy, he's out on vacation this week. He's lo- living it up in good old San Diego for the week. Um, he had a few birthdays to attend, and he's just taking some vacation time, which I tip my hat off to him as well. I mean, uh, what a better place to vacate than San Diego. It's nice out there. The beaches are nice. The people are nice. It's just very expensive, though. But Alex is doing it. He got it. I guess you could say he got it like that. So he's enjoying his time out in San Diego. So hopefully I get to reunite with my fellow friends here this week, pretty soon here. Going along with this past weekend, me and Alex, we discussed last week on the show about where the sport of golf is at and kind of how the athletes in golf are partaking under the likes of Tiger Woods, his era, the Jack Nicholas era, in the Phil Mickelson era, era as well. You know, we we discussed which athlete 
how does how is golf compared today to compared to I guess you could say the Tiger Woods dominant era. We both came to agreement of how golf is is really going in the right direction. There's no just one superstar that's standing out in the game of golf anymore. And I believe and, I'm, and I agree with that when we came to an agreement with that because it's a young kid, Roy McIlroy, won the Open Championship this weekend. And we know, we both knew on Thursday that, you know, he had a great first day shooting the 66. And that, that came and settled me and, me and Alex's argument of an uh, agreement of, you know, there's no one-man show anymore. There's no one man that's standing on top that everybody's chasing and everybody has to look up to. Yeah, Tiger Woods took the revenue, the merchandise of golfing, the game, everything outside of the game itself. He Tiger Woods took that to a whole nother level with his endorsements, video games, whatnot. I mean, he just really he took the game of golf in his hand and just dominated the sport and brought it to where it, it it is today. And now these younger players, such as Roy McIlroy, and some of the older gentlemen that was playing against Tiger Woods, I mean, it's the playing field is way more even now than what it was. Then Tiger just dominating everybody's chasing Tiger. But now with the playing field more even, and me and Alex, you know, we also discussed how, you know, the players really, you know, coexist and cheer for one another when they get a victory, when they win a championship, where beforehand everybody, you know, they just shook Tiger's hand and just everybody went on their own separate ways. There was no, like, oh, yeah, Tiger, congrats, that's my good friend. You never heard those talks. But now lately when you see these open championships and PGA wins and titles, these guys really acknowledge one another. And I want to, you know, I want to go out and acknowledge Roy McIlroy. He he came into the to the tournament with a lot of odds against him, and he really changed those around. I mean, it's, he dominated throughout the whole championship, the whole Open Championship, and to get his first Grand Slam. Hopefully, he will get that here soon with this title gaining him more confidence. And yet they're like I said, with the playing field so even, somebody has to step up and step out. Kinda not maybe on a tiger essence, but there's always needs to be that one superstar that the game itself can't represent. And I think Roy McElroy can do it. He's still young, still raw, he's twenty five years old. He's been in the champions in the championships and on the tour for quite some time now. Now he's starting to gain his edge back after his breakup with his former girlfriend and now he said he found his love again. He found another love in his life and he found that his new love was the game of golf. So for him to be there at twenty five years of age and really never dreamed about being where he's at with his own quote saying, you know, he he just felt like he never would be where he's at today at the age of 25. Never seen that. 
he always he dreamed about it, but for it to be reality, you got to tip your hat off to this man. I mean, he absolutely dominated the weekend. I was actually proud to see how far he's he's come and his focus, you know, it really showed. It it really came out his mindset of just him showing, you know, that he was ready for this stage. And he did it with no hesitation. So I tip my hat off to that. That's what the game of golf, you know, I feel like it needs for a young, another young, young talent to just come out and win championships. I mean, it, it will get more of the fan base picked up to where it was left off. I mean, everybody's going to watch fans-wise. More fans are going to watch when Tiger name get Tiger Woods names get presented in each tournament, which is a great deal, you know. But now it's another name that people need to follow. And why not start with Roy McIlroy? He's 25. He's young. He's ready for that next stage, and he's proven it each and every tournament. He's getting better and better, and it's exciting to see him get that victory. Going along with what we also discussed today, we're going to we're going to go into the NFL now. Preseason camp right around the corner. This is probably going to be one of the better epic seasons. I get I. I believe coming up, it's going to be a great one. There's no one more dominant team, dominant, more dominant than the other. Last year, Super Bowl champions, Seattle Seahawks, they dominate with their defense and play great offense management. And a lot of teams, I believe, picked up on that tip, picked up on that strategy this past offseason, and they reloaded their defenses such as Denver, New York Jets, even the Patriots, and those high-end teams, you know, they they restructured their defenses because they know that their offense already dominates the game. And now they had to restructure some defensive moves. And I think the Seahawks encouraged that movement And it started back with a whole new trend of going back to getting and gaining strong defenses. I mean, to me, I feel like that era of key had really fallen off a little bit because a lot of teams just went straight offense these past few seasons. I mean, you just seen high-power numbers, NFL record-breaking passing yards, completion percentages. I mean, off the charts these past few seasons. Now to go back and make it a defensive league and be able to stop these high-powered offenses makes the game that much better and that more exciting to watch this season. 49ers, they reloaded on their defense as well. So I'm excited to see where these teams are headed to into camp. I'm excited to see the Seahawks, see what they're going to do, see if they can repeat it. I believe so. I believe that they can. And hopefully San Francisco got something to say about that. Or even here in Arizona, I hope the Cardinals push it to the next brink and make the playoffs as well. Richard Sherman held 
a charity game event this past weekend. Mr. Kobe Kobe Bean, Bean Bryant, bring up his name once again, was in attendance. He had no knee problem, no structure, because the man knocked the he knocked the ball out over the fence in the charity in the charity event where they play softball. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, but a lot of media brought it up of you know Kobe Bryant and bringing upon like his knee and his Achilles with him swinging a home run bat, which I don't understand. I mean, I don't think it has nothing to do with your heels, does it? I mean, I guess you got to keep your heels planted when swinging a baseball bat. I mean, but it was a charity event. People made a lot of big speculation about it. It's funny to see how it's great to see. It's truly great to see how a guy like Richard Sherman can bring in a talent and a mindset of Kobe Bryant to even just a charity event to see where Richard Sherman came from for all the speculation that he took and that he really just conquered and not let that get to him and all the criticism that he has taken and has built upon where he's at in his career thus far. It's really great to see that he's still, that he's now on the echelon of hanging and inviting such superstars in their own sports as a, a Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's, that's just a great deal to me to see where that kid came from, see where Richard Sherman came from. You would never expect it. It's a great, it's a great story behind, you know, what he's done, which he's not afraid to put out to the media or whatnot. But he's really set the tone for a lot of NFL, young NFL players, you know, who are worried about that next contract, who are worried about themselves going into camp I mean, really, it just come down to you, to you, and doing the best that you can do at what you do, no matter what position. Coming up on the at the end of the at the end of the show, this next our last segment, we're gonna talk about my football uh, football f- Super Bowl predictions and playoff predictions. So, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Radio Show. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, 
you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at Voice America TRN or twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasher Sports Talk Radio Show. I, it's it's hilarious to me to hear some of these intro music's back, especially with back in the day TV shows, old songs. I mean, way back in the day, way before my time. And it's it's hilarious to hear that stuff once again. It reminds me like I'm at like my grandparents' house or something. Like, and the TV only got one channel, so I got to sit there and watch over and over replays of 1970s, 80s, greatest shows. And got on my nerves, and it's just funny to hear those intros to get right back on. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasher Sports Talk Show. I'm sitting in today uh, with my, with myself, by myself, only myself. Um, like stated before, Kwame is out on the road. He's out of town. For today, hopefully he'll be back here. I know he's going to be back this week. Hopefully he'll be back by tomorrow. Alex Clancy is on vacation all week. So it's going to be missing out on. But you can follow Alex on Twitter at his Clancy's Corner. He really want. I told him I was going to get a Twitter this weekend, but I lied. I'm not going to do it. What stood out to me a report that just came by and it just happened to talk about recruits, you know, supporting the athlete stipend and should the players be allowed to receive a stipend regarding towards the NCAA and it stood out as football recruits and how their stipends, you know, should be determined to receive the stipend when and where either as a recruit and I'm just going to touch on this real quick they're not I don't see why you should give a recruit a stipend to spend I mean they're just recruits they're not totally in I haven't read too much upon the story it just got dropped here a few seconds ago during the break but from what I skimmed over a little bit I guess they're trying to see where recruits feel about receiving a stipend which is money from your scholarship 
before you touch campus and during campus, you know, how do these recruits feel about receiving a stipend and how much they shall receive while attending this school? I mean, they really, I don't think asking a recruit first off is even the right, right predicament to go into it because they they never even touch foot out on the college campus just yet of being just a regular student athlete. I think with you being a student first and how you do in a classroom should predict how much you should get within a stipend. That's just my prediction. It's just a little touch-up, just a little skim story that's probably going to break here in the next couple of days. Going along before break, I was discussing uh, the NFL and that's only around the corner, just a few weeks away from preseason kickoff, which I'm very excited for. Uh, now with me residing in the Valley, uh, I pick up a lot of news upon dealing with the Arizona Cardinals football organization. Um, I was a fan of Bruce, Bruce Arians when he was back coaching. He was an intern coach with the Indianapolis Colts. And for what he did with that team and took it to the playoffs, Andrew Luck's rookie year season and with Chuck Pagano had leukemia with the way that Bruce Arians came in. I think he done a tremendous job. I was back in Indiana at the time, and so I knew all speculation about what was going on with the Colts and whatnot. And I think he did a tremendous job of taking that team. They were like 2-12, and 2-14 and 14 the season before. And to turn it around to a playoff team the next year is a great deal. And that allowed me to follow up on Bruce Arians' career even better once I found out he came out here to the Valley, to the coach the Arizona Cardinals. And for he's taking that team last year, this past season, going 10-6 and just missing the playoffs. So predicting from what has happened off the season last year, I mean, they were one or two games away from making the playoffs. One or two, like last second drive field goals. And it was exciting to see him even in the hunt. Heck, he would have made the playoffs if he was in the AFC with his record, with the 10-6 record. Playing in the hardest division in the NFL with the 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and even the St. Louis Rams who were 8-8, eight and eight, who asked to play Seattle twice, San Francisco twice, and Arizona twice. For them to go 8-8 eight and eight, and Sam Bradford coming off a torn ACL for, off the last game. I mean, if – they could put all four teams in the playoffs. That would be awesome. I mean, I, that that would be great. I think they have the top four teams in the NFC, period. But they don't get to play the Cowboys twice a year or the Redskins twice a year or any of most of the other NFC teams. No disrespect to Carolina and New Orleans and what they do. They're strong teams as well. But if that core four of the of the NFC West can make the playoffs along with Carolina and New Orleans, that'll be very interesting to see. But, you know, it, it will not happen, cannot happen, because they're all in the same division. Four teams making the same division, That's it will never happen. But I believe they had the four strongest teams because of the competition where they play at. They play at the highest level in a division twice a year at home and away against the same exact teams in the division. So, therefore, 
your competition, you're seeing the best of the best every, almost every week, like half the season. You're seeing the best of the best. Why not have at least, hopefully at least this year, at least three out of the four will make the playoffs. The NFL needs those teams in the playoffs. I mean, those are great football team, great games. You, like last year, San Francisco and Seattle in the NFC Championship game. To me, that it, of course, it was way better than watching the Super Bowl in that turnout. Now going along with AFC, I read a lot of predictions that my home team, the Indianapolis Colts, are predicted to make the run to the Super Bowl. Like, just stated, as my home team. Of course, I'm rooting for them in heart, but I don't see them making it to the Super Bowl, maybe not even out the second round, the divisional round of the playoffs. Because Denver has gotten stronger. New England has gotten stronger. And the Colts struggle and can't get past New England in the playoffs. Can't get past Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and that dominant defense and that schematic defense, I should say, um, that predicts and puts you in a bad situation. It's, it's, it's the closest struggle against them. So before camp comes out, I wanted to just make some Super Bowl predictions and why why not before camp kicks off here. And I believe that the 49ers are going to represent the NFC and that Denver – Will represent themselves again and hopefully better from the AFC, and it'll be them two in the championship Super Bowl out here in Phoenix, Arizona, which would be great to see Peyton Manning take the field once again um, in person. Going to a lot of coach games when I was younger, I mean, he really changed my whole perspective about the game of football. I mean, he touched a lot of lives, not only mine, not only his teammates, but just the state of Indiana itself. That's a whole nother story. But with him still at, behind the center of any team, you know, he can – the things that he do is just abnormal. I think he will still take that different Broncos team with a stronger defense to represent behind Peyton Manning, which he rarely has a strong defense. I think he will represent the AFC well. And Kaepernick will get over, get over the Seattle Seahawks hump and will beat them in the NFC Championship game where the Super Bowl will be set up here in Phoenix, Denver, and the 49ers. That's my prediction before camp kicks off. Coming up this week, um, we should have – we may have a couple of special guests coming in. Um. I know a, a professional overseas basketball player, a good friend of mine, he's in town, and we may have him come in on Thursday at the latest. He's working out here, and uh, he has to take a trip up to Vegas to play in the uh, USA trial. So with him stopping by here this week, I mean, that will be really dope for him to come on the show. I'm not going to give out his name yet. I'm going to wait till he comes up to the show because he texts me several times and he wants to hang out with his old homeboy, so I ain't mad at him. 
we'll, we will be back tomorrow morning up here on the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you all tomorrow. This is Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk Show. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.